0: narcissists end up using compartmentalization it's a big word i'm actually glad i said it this time all right they use compartmentalization because what happens is they start separating their lives have you ever been with a narcissist or a toxic person and you just don't understand like the dissonance of what's actually going on like, they'll act one way in front of one person, then they'll act another way in front of another person, then they'll completely act different in front of you. And you're just like, wait a second, like, who is this? Like, what's happening? You've probably experienced that whenever you've gone out with a bunch of friends or in a group setting, and you see that person interact with their friends or their family, and you're like, wow, like, they seem like really loving, or they seem really caring, or they seem really engaged, or they're the life of the party. And then you come home and you experience the exact opposite. You experience the abuse, the yelling, the rage, the tirades. Like Everything that happens there is just like, where was the person, the one that I fell in love with, and where is the person that interacted with all these other people differently? You know, you'll see it in like the workplace environment where they might be you know, pillars in the workplace of doing an awesome job, moving forward, being really driven, running businesses, earning money, and then they come home and they treat you like nothing. Maybe you see this in like the church environment where they go to church, they're a Sunday school teacher, they're really involved in what they do and they, and they have Jesus painted everywhere, but then they come home and they end up devaluing you and making you feel awful. You see, a lot of times, narcissists will separate things in their lives. Uh, oftentimes I've referred to it kind of like as a disconnect or even like a dissonance, but I think a better way to phrase it that I heard recently is the idea of compartmentalization. I'd never put a big word to it before, Um, but how I'd always termed it before was the idea of boxes, of having like filing cabinets, rooms full of boxes, full of different aspects of different things that are happening in my life, that are happening in the world around me, that are happening in my relationships, all this type of stuff, all go into different types of boxes. And as a result, what I do is I take that box and I experience it. I go through that box. I deal with that box. I deal with whatever it is. So we take my relationship. We take my relationship with my wife and that's in its own separate box. And so I open up that box, step into it, and I experience everything that's in that box. How I communicate to her, how I talk to her, the interactions, the, the everything that goes into that is real in that moment because that is my reality. Like that box is the part that I'm experiencing in that moment. And then I'd step out, and in the past, I would step out, and close the box, kind of like mentally in my mind, I'd close the box, I'd sit on the shelf, and then I'd go out, and I'd continue an affair, and I'd open up that box. I'd open up that idea of, okay, now I'm with this person. This other box, this other person, doesn't even exist. Like, they're not even a thought in my mind, except for maybe like trying to figure out how to avoid getting caught. But like, they're not even a thought in my mind. Now I'm in this reality. I'm in this box. And I'm dealing with this person, this love, this care, this affair, like all this type of stuff is now in this box. And so what happens is the more you develop these boxes, the more you start disconnecting and not caring, not showing any type of empathy, any type of emotion to a lot of different people because it's all in different boxes. For me growing up, I started to deal with these type of boxes and these type of ideas, not just relationally, but even like emotionally. I'm dealing with different feelings, different, with different thoughts that either I wasn't sure how to process or I processed on my own. This is why a lot of times we go to like funerals or weddings or it's different things that a lot of times for people are emotional events. And at those events, I wouldn't get emotional. I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't, you know, be super like happy in one sense. Like they would just be like the emotions that would just be there, but they wouldn't be very big you know and a lot of people like you know aren't you aren't gonna cry like don't you have like tears like you just had a family member die like what's kind of going on I feel like I'm, I'm sad but okay like I knew that was like the right thing to say because what was happening was I was dealing with one of those emotions that was in a different box so kind of like growing up it would be like the idea of like okay how am I going to experience when someone dies so on my own without anybody around I'd take and I'd open up that box and I experienced like, okay, what type of sadness would it feel? How would it be? Blah, blah, blah. And I kind of like go through that thought process. Okay. And once that was over, I close the box, put it up on the shelf and be like, okay, now I can check that box off of when someone passes away, I already have those feelings processed. Like I don't need to think about it anymore. I don't need to deal with it anymore. It's already like done. So then when someone passes away, like a grandparent or something like that, there's not really a whole lot of emotion or tie there because I'm like, I, I already dealt with that. that I've experienced a lot of times with compartmentalization. The idea of being able to disassociate and have completely different lives, but then the idea to also have completely different emotions and completely different thoughts that once they've been processed, once they've been put in that box, they get put on the shelf. And they kind of disappear off the forefront of my mind. Oftentimes this has happened in the past with compartmentalizing different events or different traumatic like moments or different moments that I caused someone else trauma. Those moments get packed up in a box or an envelope or a giant box, depending how big it is. They get packed up in a box and they get put away. And so over a period of time, there's an aspect that some of those memories, some of those thoughts tend to fade or tend to just be lost in the shuffle of boxes in my mind. As a result, sometimes that can be scary. You know, Sometimes that can be unnerving when someone brings up something that actually happened but it's something that I either already thought of or already processed. I boxed it up and I put it away. I stuck it down in like a deep dark closet far away in the house of my mind and then I'm like, I don't even remember that happening. Maybe it was something that was traumatic that I put in a box and shoved away and then created another story to kind of like layer over. I painted the box a different color thinking it's happy or thinking it's, it's uh, sad or thinking it's whatever to get to the point of saying like, that didn't actually happen. There's different aspects in my life. There's different places in the past with compartmentalization, with boxing up emotions, feelings, actions, different things that's happened that I don't always remember, that I don't always think of. And then there's times where my wife will be like, you know, do you remember that this happened? Like you actually did this. Like this is something that you did. And now being self-aware, I'm just kind of like, whoa, like really? Like I don't remember that. Or like, sometimes I'm like, no, like, there's no way that that actually happened. There's no way that I did that. And she's like, yeah. And she like shows me proof or she just tells me like, and I'm like, okay, like I got to believe it because of the fact that like, that's who I was. Like, that's how I acted. One of, the point, one of the times that really spoke to me and kind of like jarred me awake, like one of the most was probably in the past year, um, there was a time like I'd already become to a place where I was self-aware, I was getting into therapy, all this kind of stuff, but I didn't really think anything of like these memory gaps or these like boxing up different events. There was one night that Kayla and myself, we were out for a date, we came home, sat in the parking lot, um, sat in the, sat in the driveway and had like a discussion like in the car. So oftentimes at that time, we had the best discussions out and about or in the car because the house was just a toxic environment. So we sat in the car and we're communicating, we're talking about a bunch of stuff, and we deal with a conversation that was very deep, that was very, um, not hard as far as like we weren't arguing or yelling at each other, but just like very deep, very heavy. And we have this conversation. It's like a 15, maybe 20 minute conversation. And we finish the conversation. We get out. We walk through the garage, walk in the door, and we go inside, and she asked me something else that's kind of like a follow-up statement, follow-up question about what we just talked about, and I was like, "Uh," you know, I just kind of like hem-hawed kind of my way around it, and she was like, no, like, you remember, like, we were talking about, like, what we were talking about, and I was like, yeah, like, we were talking about, you know, and I tried to make up something else, and she looked, like, just looked at me, like, kind of calling me out. She just looked at me, and she was like, do you not remember... What we're we talking about and i was like yeah like we were talking about you no know, she's like do you not remember what we were talking about and i was like no I was Like i don't have a clue of the conversation that we just had and at that moment i got freaked out you know at that moment i was like this is one of the only times that i can like cognitively say like hey there's almost like a a blackout or like a an area where i just don't remember walked in and just completely blank and like I sat there and I'm like trying to think. I'm like I physically can't remember anything that we just talked about. And it wasn't until she like recounted the whole conversation to me that I was able to actually like piece some of it back together. But it was like literally like gone. And that was one of the things that like freaked me out a lot. And I started realizing there's aspects of things that I've blocked out, things that I've put away, things that I've boxed up and shoved back in those far corners that I don't want to deal with. Thankfully, I'm in therapy and thankfully that's something that we work on and we deal with stuff from my childhood, stuff from my past, stuff from college, from high school, from different relationships, all this type of stuff to be able to work through those boxes and bring them to light. And sometimes that's extremely hard. Sometimes that's extremely painful. But the goal is that continual growth that continue change and continue to learn more about myself so I can be a better influence on other people, so I can communicate better to other people who are narcissists, so I can communicate better to people who suffered from abuse, and so I can walk that line and say, hey, this is what's going on in my mind. This is what's going on in the abuser's mind. This is what's going on in that trauma bond and try to help people work through it. If that's you and you want to talk sometime, click on the link below. We can schedule time to be able to talk like one-on-one. I talk to people in narcissistic abusive situations that are trying to get out or have already gotten out and they're dealing with the trauma bond. I also talk every once in a while to narcissists. Uh, they typically don't stick around very often once I talk to them, but I still try to talk to them and give that opportunity in case they want to change, in case they want to grow, in case they're open to that possibility. Um, but if you haven't already, so please subscribe to the channel here. Um, also got small nuggets of truth coming out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook on a day-to-day basis. So check that out. Uh, Also check out the podcast. We got a couple new um, uh, episodes coming out. Can't talk today. Sorry. Got a couple new episodes coming out uh, called uh, Empath versus Narcissist. We're really showing you kind of like some differences between myself and between a friend of mine who's been in a narcissistic abusive relationship and a physical abusive relationship, and she's an empath. So um, want to be able to share some of that with you guys as well. Hope you have a great day. Thanks so much.